The current spoiler warning level is, Crimson. Friends and folks, for this episode, you're looking at a spoiler warning level of Crimson. We're talking about a Sheen and its variants from Gundam 00, Season 1 primarily, and some story content from Season 1. If you've seen all of 00 Season 1, this should be fine for you, but obviously that's not GGP-friendly yet. Therefore, Crimson. Please enjoy the episode. Hello friends and folks and welcome back to another episode of Mechanista in G, Justice for the Ago. I'm Six Detmar. And I'm Dylan. The Ago's a friend that we yeah. haven't talked about even though we totally thought we did. I, I really it really I, still feels like Like we I did, said, I but... think I think we talked about it off air because I'm pretty sure I specifically talked with you about the AOZ Ago at some point. But it may have been off the air. I just like my memory of it is not just that we talked about it, but we talked about it in the fashion of an episode. Yeah. So trips me up. Yeah. But apparently not. Well. Apparently not. Yeah. All right. Uh, speaking of which, what are we rolling this week? I don't know. You know, just roll some dice. Yeah. See what happens. Yeah, let's see what happens. It's fine. Um. Um, sure, I guess. Okay. And then... <laughs> Alright. Alright, what do we got? You want to talk about the Zeta Plus? <laughs> uh, okay. Yeah. Let's start with the A1. Yeah. Oh, not even giving me the model number, just fucking, just going right in? If you didn't get MSZ006, I would just leave. <laughs> yeah, no. Uh, yeah. Okay. The Zeta Plus and the uh, billion variants. So this will be a fun time. All right. Wait, we have covered the Zeta, right? I'm pretty sure we covered the Zeta, yes. But we didn't okay. cover the Zeta Plus. I think we covered the Zeta a long time ago. Yeah, that sounds... Well, because I remember sounds... we specifically had a whole conversation about the biosensor. There's no way that wasn't on air. But now now the Ogo has me, has me doubting everything, so hold on. Uh, Yeah, we... Okay, yeah, we did. Yeah, okay, that was... Oh, God, that was back in 2021, baby! Almost uh, back in October of 2021. That was oh, already, two years ago. We already did this. Oh, did we? Oh, yeah, no, we already did do all the Zeta Pluses as well. Okay. I just failed to clear this off the list. Okay. This is just me being me doing a bad job. Yeah, no, we've got quite extensive coverage. Woo! Okay, yeah, cool. Uh, I was like, look, it, it, like I said, at this point, hard to remember what we haven't haven't covered. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And also, sometimes right. the memory tricks us. All right, well, I'm just gonna fully roll again, not just like, oh, I'll like roll again within this. No, I'm doing the whole the whole chart again. Yeah, go for it. Okay, and then... Oh, this one's split into two, so I gotta roll again. 
Okay, and then... Oh, well, I just... I already did this. We already did this. This is the crossbone. We did that. Yeah. Damn. I just didn't clean up this list enough yet. Uh, it's gonna roll again. <laughs> Let's talk about the AEU-09. AEU-09. Well, that's a double O suit. Um, and AU is uh, something that Europe uses. Uh, uh, is this just the enact? This is just the enact. I was going to say, because... We're not going to give anything else. They make its own page. <laughs> Yeah, I was gonna say. We'll just wait, talk about yeah, all the stuff they do. I was gonna say. Wait a minute. Yeah, thinking on it though, it's not like the 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 AU the AEU only has like two suits. Basically, there are two families of suits. Yeah, um, yeah. There's the Enact. There's the Hellion. Oh, Hellion! Um, right, the that's the one I was. Okay, good. Good thing it was in the Enact because I actually did not remember the Hellion's name. I just knew there was the Zaku one to the Enact Zaku two. Um. Yeah. Yeah. Alright, the Enact. So, the AU Enact is, uh, from Gundam 00. It is used in Season 1. It is from the Advanced European Union. The AU Enact is, uh, a... Kind of... It's, it's a neat friend. It is designed by Hitoshi Fukuchi. Uh, it is first seen in Episode 1, I believe... This is the first mobile suit we actually see, right? Because isn't the Enact yes. the one... Yeah, uh, that is being tested by Patrick, and then uh, immediately gets fucking wrecked by the Exia. Um, so, yeah, the AU Enact uh, is an advanced transforming kind of mobile suit. We'll talk about it. Um, that is, I believe... Yeah, it's, it's a successor to the Hellion... Um, similar in concept to the Union flag, and, uh, I believe, if I remember in-universe, it is even called a ripoff of the Union flag, like, specifically by the, um... Uh, well, by a Union flag pilot. You know, he's a little biased. That's fair. Uh, from, uh, basically, what is it, the... I forget, I forget what the Union's full name... Oh, okay, it's, uh, Union of Solar Energy and Free Nations, which... If I remember right, that is America uh, and Japan. Yes. So, yeah. Um, so to describe this guy, uh, starting with the head, uh, we have a head that has a visor-like face, um, like a black visor. Uh, the head itself is very simple. Not a lot of detail on it, other than you've got like a little bit of lining detail on the top, and you have two horns uh, coming off the side. Uh, at the end of either side, uh, at the end of each horn, the color changes from being, like, by default, it's, like, this kind of green, uh, I don't know how, like, what shade of green I would describe it as. Uh, I guess there's two different ones, right? Because you have the normal enact here, which is, like, a little bit of a darker green, and then there's the, uh, lighter green version of the demonstration model that Patrick pilots. Uh, the demonstration mm. model also, um... I don't think it has, I don't, yeah, it doesn't have line art here on the wiki, um, but, uh, you can see it if you look in, like, the gallery and such, eh, 
uh, specifically in the references, uh, they have the gunpla of it. Um, that version has a horn, uh, the version used by Patrick there. Uh, I say a horn, it is like a flat paddle sticking out of the top middle. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, but, you know, that's the version there. That's the only real difference between the uh, demonstration type, is that it has what is essentially the Enax version of a commander antenna. Um, so for the body, um, you get, uh, sort of like, the the head is, like, embedded in the chest a little bit, right? Like, uh, you get, like, the inner frame going on, like, that you can see where you have, like, some silver bits for the neck, um, that are going into the body. The actual body, the top half of the torso is kind of all, like, done as a single piece, which is neat. Um... You know, it's got a little bit of, like, cuts uh, in the middle, like, one on either side uh, of the uh, neck area. And then you also have these little dots for detail. Um, And you have two vents on uh, the outer lower half of either side. Um, They're just, like, simple intakes. Uh, Then, it's funny, because, like, you have this section for the uh, torso on the lower half. It also doesn't really, like... It's not really a separate piece, though, right? Like, the way the vents go into that lower half, it's kind of like this is all just, like, one thing. Um, and for the lower half of the chest, you've it's got basically, like, a ovular piece that um, has... You have a little bit of gray on either side. Um, then, for the back... Uh, it's got kind of a backpack, so I'll leave that for that. But you do have, like, on the back back on the lower back of this design um you get like a little bit of vents cut into the torso as well so um very streamlined feeling which to be fair it's it's funny right because everything in double o feels pretty streamlined but it is Mm -hmm. funny that like this is streamlined but not advanced is the main thing i would say i would say that this gives off the feeling of being a mass-produced machine, even if it's, like, an advanced machine. And, obviously, in-universe, this is not actually advanced. This is, uh, again, the f- one of the things that they show, it, I think it's really fun, right? Because the whole thing is, like, you are watching a tech demo for this, where mm-hmm. they're like, look at how cool this is, and everyone's like, damn, look at that, you know, mobile suit go. Uh, and then it immediately gets fucking, like, wrecked, and uh, does not do better throughout the show. Uh, which I, I, I think is cool though. I like that like juxtaposition there. It's a good way of showing like the tech difference between, uh, the, uh, various nations on earth and, uh, celestial being. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, it is, it is very fun also, as, as we've mentioned to have like a pilot and an engineer from, from the union in the audience kind of sneering at how this isn't actually that impressive. (laughs) Yeah. Um, so then you have the shoulders. Uh, you got pretty large shoulders, I would say, on this guy. Uh, another interesting thing of note that... Uh, so the shoulders hide, like, the arm joint, but this thing has really long... Uh, I, I would say it has a long connection between the torso and the arm, right? Like, the arms stick out kind of far. Uh, uh-huh. Which, just, just an interesting thing to me, just that they go out so far. Um... For the upper arm, you get, like, this, uh, sort of, like, uh, like, cylindrical piece, uh, that 
um, if you look at the back of it, you get more of, like, a thin, flatter, like, you know, back end of the armor. That connects into a round piece where the joint is. Uh, then for the, uh, arms, you all, oh, and you also have, like, a little bit of armor on the outside of the joint on either side, um, on the right arm, or on the left arm, it also has, like, a hard point for the shield. I don't think it has the hard point on the right arm, though, of course, the right arm is obscured at all angles here. Um, eh, maybe it does still have that. Anyway, uh, but then the lower arm, you get this, like, really thin arm, uh, it has, like, a gray piece on top, green armor in the middle, and it's just, it's, it's a very skinny arm overall. Um, and then you get the hands. The hands are kind of weird. They're not, they're not your usual hand design. You get these, uh, really large, um, back of the hand guards, and then the fingers themselves are also kind of large. Um, mm -hmm. Larger than, I would say, than your, like, standard, like, mobile suit hand. Like, you wouldn't, these are not just, you know, th this is a mobile suit that has its own hand piece rather than using the same hands as every other mobile suit. Um, yeah. Though I think it is the same one as the flag, as is the the forearm. Makes sense, actually. Yeah, because I was going to say this forearm, so I, I, I don't have an, an act kit, but I do have a flag kit because I thought the flag Same. is really cool. And I was like, yeah, this is pretty familiar. Um, yeah, I've got two flags myself, and it's like, yeah, that that's just is what that looks like. Yep. Speaking of things that are very much like the flag, the waist. Uh, you get a central crotch piece of armor. Um, you don't really have skirts on this. You just kind of have a very fancy waist because, like, so above the areas that I would call... They attach into the front of the crotch, and they would be skirts if they actually hung down, but they don't hang down. But what they do have are more intakes uh, that are actually, like, between the outside of them and the middle waist, right? Like, the way that they are shaped, you get, like, little intakes in between. And if you look at the back of the skirt, you get uh, basically a set of wings. Uh, you got a, a flat piece on the back of the waist. It connects into what is, like, essentially, like, a little engine on either side or, a, you know, thruster on either side, which then have just, like, a pair of wings um and uh, this is basically also just on the union flag um this uh this piece for the waist um mm -hmm. slightly different design for the engine in that they have an angular little like they have like an uh like i guess like an angular flap inside embedded inside of them uh whereas on the union flag it is a vertical flap but otherwise i mean it's it's basically the same part um mm. For the thighs, uh, the upper thigh, uh, simple in detail, though it does have, like, a very... Because you're seeing the upper thigh, these legs appear to be long, uh, even, like, at the top. Now, where they actually get long is the calves. Uh, so you have... Oh, also on the upper leg, only real uh, notable part is where... At the top of the leg, you get, like, a little um, gray piece, like... That's, like, a little... Uh, just like a little gray pointy armor piece in the middle. Mm -hmm. That's basically it. Uh, oh, also it, it has holes in the, like, very visible holes in the top of the leg, because I believe when this is transformed, these are also intake. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's correct. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, yes, and then you hit the calves. Uh, very long calves. Um, you get a little bit of uh, white detail on either side to show where the joint is. You get a separate knee piece uh, that is just, like, a tall, rounded knee. 
Also on these legs, you get these like little yellow pieces right below the knee uh, that are kind of embedded in there. Um, you get some panel lining uh, going down. Uh, you get a, it's a little bit on the front, but then it's uh, it goes to more of the side of either side of the leg and goes all the way down the leg. Uh, for the feet, round little piece uh, connecting into the foot that has or connecting into the uh, calf, the bottom of the calf uh, that has basically a front toe and a and then the heel as like separate pieces so the front toe uh you get tall shoes on this guy um just like a very tall vertical uh spike well r- rounded spike it's not like it's super sharp uh on the front uh which then just for the bottom of the foot you get like a separate piece for the um sole of if this was a shoe and then the uh, back foot, you get these two little, like, you, you have, like, these two little heels that look like claws that are pointing upward. Um, and there's... Wait a second! Oh, what? Ah. Yes? Okay. Is Furuya the narrator? Furuya? Yeah! For Double O! I... Is he? I think he is! I'm... Because I'm, like, I'm just... I watched Double O, like, as, like, my third Gundam show before I'd really seen, like, any UC. It is very core knowledge for me in a way that there are parts of it I just don't, like, I just sort of accept and haven't, like, considered. But, like, I think that's Furuya! I didn't know that, actually. Huh. It's There's especially, like, the part where, like, I, I just, it was playing in my head where he does, like, the, like... The, like, like that's right, even in the, you know, like, you know, 24th century, you know, the soul, oh? which is very Amaro. Yeah, no, I guess, yeah, well, I just looked it up. He is, in fact, the narrator and Ribbons, both, so, interesting. Okay, I knew, I, I knew one of his voice acting roles for that, yeah. but I didn't know he was the narrator, huh? Near rewa- huh. I mean, well, I say I need to rewatch Double O, I haven't rewatched it in years, because, to be fair, GGP's about to start covering it, so. That's, God, I'm so, that, like... On the latest episode, they're like, well, you know, it's been really rough, so Double O better bring it. And I'm, listen, I like Double O. Double O is not going to bring it. <laughs> I, I think it'll bring it a lot more than Seed did, though. I think, sure, I think Double, I just, o, Double I think... O gives you a lot to talk about, at least. Yeah, I just, I just think Double O, I think they're putting a lot on Double O's shoulders through their, like, this is going to be the one AU that's really good. And it's like, I think it'll be better than what you've seen. <laughs> but. <laughs> yeah. It it'll be, it'll, I think it'll be a fun time, at least. Uh, as, as long as it's okay. Yeah. I just want it to be okay. Final part of the enact, uh, to talk about the backpack. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> uh, you've got a... So, in the middle, it's just kind of like a bulbous piece with a panel line going through the middle. Uh, and then on either side of that piece, you have, again, an engine and wings. Similar to the one on the waist, but larger, and the wings are a little fancier. Um... And yeah, uh, that would be the enact. Uh, for equipment, it has a um, it has a twenty millimeter machine gun built onto the pelvis. Um, it's not super visible on the art that I'm seeing. Uh, I know it's more visible on the flag because I do remember seeing that and going, "Oh, because on mm-hmm. the flag, you know, it's it's a fairly large piece." Um, yeah. Yeah, it's on the, the, the sort of the drum frame on the flag. Yeah. Um, there's also the defense rod, which is the shield, is attached to the left arm. It is, I, I love the defense rod because it's not like a real shield because here's the thing, 
this thing needs to be able to fly, so they don't want to put a heavy shield on it. So what it has is a, what is essentially, like, you know, a thin metal rod, um, that its shape allows it to still be aerodynamic. Um, and also, what this does is whenever something is fired at it, it basically, like, uses, like, the mobile suit sensors to, uh, rotate and try to deflect or ricochet incoming projectiles. Mm-hmm. Uh, it also generates a small plasma field around it to, uh, uh, to make sure it doesn't break. However, if it is hit directly on the front, it will probably break. Yeah, in double O, do not be impressed by the fr- phrase plasma field. Plasma is not impressive in double yeah, no. O. Plasma is far below the uh, technology. Uh, it is the rudimentary, quote-unquote, beam technology of the Earth. Uh, is just using plasma. Uh, mm-hmm. But, yeah, the defense rod, though, I love the idea of this thing. I just think it's really cool to have, like, a shield that is meant to be light, so it just, like, rotates to, like, try to, like, basically swat at bullets and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I just think it's a cool idea. I like the defense rod quite a bit. Um, it uses a linear rifle, which, again, sounds like it would be cool, right? Because it's a, it's essentially a railgun. Uh, is not very good, unfortunately. It fires a 120mm, uh, shell, uh, via electromagnetic acceleration. Uh, the linear rifle is also attached to the nose in flight mode. We'll talk about the flight mode design in a sec. It's a very simple one. I also think the rifle design just looks really bad. Uh, yeah, compared to the flag, especially, yeah. This is, I mean, and I, and I don't even like the flags that much, honestly. The really? flags is alright. But, okay. I mean, they both look like the, the like, the... <laughs> the new type of weapon you start picking up two-thirds of the way into a 90s FPS. <laughs> That's fair. Uh, I just like the flags having more color on it. Yeah, I mean, the flags is definitely better. Yeah. I just don't think either is that great. That's fair. Um, At the design stage, the solar power received by the mobile suit is also supposed to be supplied to the rifle. This feature was not actually complete. That's funny. And it doesn't ever get to be completed because they have to start deploying this when it's still a test machine. Uh, they start wanting to pump it out because, you know, Gundams. Gundams on the Earth. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's also an interesting machine because I feel like we actually end up seeing, like, it's never glamorized, so people don't tend to remember it. But, like, we might see it the most of any grunt because yeah. even in Season 2, you're still seeing some of them. Because this thing has the unfortunate distinction of being the one that they were ramping up production right as it became irrelevant. The other machines, you know, like the TRN or the or the flag, it's like these are established machines, and when it comes clear they're irrelevant, they can switch. But the yeah. the AU or not the AU, there's no G on this one. The AU um, already is, you know, pushing for full production of the Inact as it is becoming a useless machine. Yeah. Uh, you know, and honestly, even if the Gundams weren't introduced, I would say the Inact is probably the least impressive of the three. Uh, the Tyran is a very strong design. It also is clearly ancient. It is, but the thing that it has over the Inact is, to be fair, the Inact and even the flag, uh, make a lot of concessions to be flight capable. True. Uh, the Tyran is a tank. The Tyran is not trying to be a jet. The Tyran is, in fact, trying to be a tank. And I do mm. think it... Um, not only does it, I think, it do its job, but while they still get wrecked by the Gundams, uh, 
there is clearly more time for them to also, like, try to improve the Tyrion. Now, they never get a chance to, but to be fair, none of the countries do on, uh, in Double O. Mm-hmm. Uh, they they all... sort of, they get handed a cheat sheet on that one. Yeah, they all get, they all try to keep making uh, better machines, and they make some alright ones, and then eventually they, uh, are given, yeah, they are given the answer, uh, to share among one another. Alright, so its other weapon is a sonic blade. Uh, which, uh, I, I love this thing because, uh, it has the amazing thing in episode one where, uh, Patrick starts trying to use it during the demonstration. And a lot of them are like, God damn it, why are you using that? Because it's, it, it, it's a vibration blade made of metal. So it's really fucking loud, it turns out. Mm-hmm. I also, I like this detail in here. <laughs> this thing is so shit. They're like... <clears throat> you know, like, oh, you know, blah, 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 can, you know, if you, if it, if you turn it up a bit, it can even block a beam saber. However, the plasma sword is said to lack the power to cut off an MS's arm. Then what is it good for? Yeah. Um, so, uh, the, the, yeah, the sonic blade, so it's a high frequency blade, and what it also does is it has a little emitter that can emit plasma around it to try to, again, make a pseudo beam saber. It's not really a beam saber so much as you have just superheated... It is a heat weapon, essentially, right? Like, mm-hmm. ultimately. Um, but yeah, uh, it also lasts... At full output, you can have it drawn for 2.5 minutes, uh, which is shorter than that of the Union flag. Um, it is stored in the forearm. Uh, it can also be replaced by uh, other equipment, because, um, you know, the arms are made to have, like, multi-launchers, basically. Um, it is one thing I do like about the Sonic Blades as designs, which is, like, the, the like, physical blade is a pretty short, like, it, you know, this is essentially a switchblade, right? Yeah. Like, the blade is not longer than the handle. It just mm-hmm. sort of sticks out. And then the plasma blade extends past that, which means that you have the initial cutting of the plasma blade, and then if you're stabbing close enough or slashing close enough, then you get to the physical blade for extra cutting, which is just kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Makes sense also. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yep. And then you also have a missile stored in the weapon bay on each leg's shin. The shin armor uh, flips outward when launching the missile. So it just has like a little missile hiding in the leg. Uh, then... Uh, it has, uh, for special equipment, luminescent pa- facial pattern, which is to say the little mask face is able to do, like, little, uh, l- little things to, uh, basically, like, show, uh, like, little signals or for intimidation, as it mentions, or whatever. Uh, the way, the one time I think we see, we don't really see the, f- we see the flags doing this more than the enacts, honestly, I think. Uh, the enact, the one time we really see it is, um... Uh, it's on the model sheet. You can see it here. Uh, the one I always associate with the Enacta is on the upper right when Patrick's piloting it, and it has the little line with, like, the two eyes on one side. Mm-hmm. Um, also should note, there is also a little camera visible in the middle behind the, uh, little visor, um, similar to the flag. Um, forgot to mention that earlier, but yeah. Um... It also has chaff and flare dispensers uh, on the uh, circular parts of the feet, which is to say, like, the ankles. Um, it actually has uh, little launchers there. Uh, mm-hmm. Four, the flight mode. What this guy does is uh, just kind of collapses, right? <laughs> um, the waist is slid forward and the legs are popped back all the way. 
Uh, the arms are just kind of sitting in, like, a resting position. Uh, the arms do, uh, because of the way the legs collapse forward, uh, the arms go behind, like, the wing parts on the waist. Uh, and then are just kind of held, you know, like, they're held going forward. Uh, the, um, the gun is put onto the central part of, like, the nose, and then, uh, the head tucks in a little, uh, and is blocked by the gun. Uh... Yeah, it just kind of flattens itself, right? It looks like it was killed mm-hmm. by a slasher villain in that, like, it had its back broken or something. Um, and the AU and Act, if I remember right, much like the flag, cannot actually, is not supposed to transform in combat. Uh, it is deployed in jet mode and then can go into mobile suit mode. And, uh, you don't really want to do that in motion. Um, basically, they designed the, this thing to replace jets. But it only, it, you're only supposed to pick, hey, are you deploying it as a mobile suit or a jet, right? It's just, we mm. are making one weapon that has the role of two weapons, but also you are not supposed to actually transform this. Which is funny, because you look at it and you're like, well, that's a really simple transformation. But they do bring up, hey, if you transform this while in flight, uh, one, you're going to fuck up the machines like gears and everything. And two, you're probably going to fuck up yourself because it's going to exert a lot of G-forces on you. Yeah, I mean it isn't it isn't the same as like the, you know, boat with the flag, it's it's predecessor um I don't remember what that's called right now. Uh the What's the, the... uh Oh, it's just the, it's just called the Union flag. Uh the YMSO1A. Uh real dough. That's what I'm thinking of. Oh, the real dough. I don't see the yes. real dough even listed here. If they don't they don't link it cuz they're morons. Oh. Um fair. <laughs> but the real dough is the actual predecessor to the flag. Um, and the, with the real dough, like with the Hellion, which is the predecessor to the uh, Enact here, it's like these, you have to change the flight mode in like a, a hangar, right? Yeah. And the advancement of both the flag and the Enact is they can do it in the field. As you say, it is like you don't generally want to, but I think I feel like you're overstating it a little bit. It's more like you don't want to do it in the middle of a fight. But, like, yeah. you know, if you're arriving in an area, it's okay to do it in the air. I'm just saying everyone acts like uh, uh, Graham's like a madman for trying to do that all of the, uh, uh, during the uh, his fights with the Gundams. I mean, sometimes you pull high G maneuvers. The thing is, you don't want to do high G maneuvers back to back. Yeah. And, like, is it, it does feel like it does, it can cause damage to the mobile suit, because they love showing, like, the limbs kind of grinding whenever it does it. Like, yeah, there's, like, a shower of sparks, and there's a real, like, wham yeah. when it switches, which is very cool. It's very <laughs> cool. I love it, yeah. Um, alright, so, uh, alright. Where do we want to move next? Do we want to... <sighs> I mean, so there is no, there is, there is no forward, right? There are a bunch of sides. No, I'm just saying like, there, we're not, we don't have to worry about in Enact 2. That doesn't happen. No. So that, we don't have to worry about that. I Um, I just didn't know if we want to go back to the Hellions. That's a great question. And I don't have an answer for you. Um, I I think we should do, I mean, I think we should do the enact variants and then go back. Okay, yeah, because we'll because this way we'll be talking like we'll be comparing it to the enact and and have a better base of comparison. Well, the first variant listed here is the AU enact land striker package, uh, <laughs> piloted by Klaus Grad in double OV and oh my god! I mean, the gun's cool, but <laughs> yeah, there's a lot going on here. Okay, so 
we have an enact, and what it does is uh, you have some extra equipment on on the uh, shoulders. It's like these little like spikes, and it looks like they actually attach to the back as well. Uh, otherwise, the arms are the same. Uh, oh, should mention the head. The horns are shaved down and spiked, and it has like a the dorkiest looking like central horn actually compared to even the normal one. It's like I mean they all look bad, but you're right, this is worse. Um torso is the same as the enact. Uh the legs, so the legs are doing their flight mode thing by default. However, the sides of the like where the joints are on the legs, uh you have these extended little cylinders and obviously if you're looking at this um what you have is a sled attached to the bottom of this, basically. Right? It looks... I bet it's a hover unit, right? Yeah. Uh, so, what this is, is a... This is known as the Sand Chariot. It is a quote-unquote buddy craft that is a support vehicle for uh, mobiles uh, that have apparently existed. Uh, the more known one is the Agrissa, which we'll talk about in a little bit, but... um. This is the one thing that, like, is the technological advantage of the AEU is they make these little, like, support units for uh, the their mobile suits that are, you know, like, considered advanced. So, um, yeah, so without the Sand Chariot, this is, is mostly a normal enact other than, or, yeah, other than you've changed the head and added some, like, little spiky bits to the shoulder, right? Uh, uh-huh. But with the uh, things, you have... Yeah, the cylinders on the legs pop out a little, uh, and you have these little hover units. Uh, it also adds some extra armor to the crotch, um, that is more, like, pointed forward. Basically, like, you know, makes it look more... These are hover tank, right? This is, like, tank legs from, uh, or hover legs from, um, Armored Core is what you've done here. Uh, It does... Oh, yeah. It's so front-heavy. Yeah. It drives me crazy. Yep, because the uh, mobile suit is not located in the middle. It is located at the front because of, you know, the way the legs fold back. And there's nothing back there to counterbalance it. It's just, I don't know, that's stupid. Um, yeah, so the Sand Chariot uh, adds a uh, a little cannon to the um, to the hover unit there. Um, what kind of weapon is that on the hover unit? I'm curious. That little... Uh, Stick, a laser it's on the right cannon. Side. Oh, that is a laser cannon. Lasers, which is to say, uh, not actually proper beams either. Well, sure. Uh, I just mean as in, like, even in this universe also, still not, fan like, super fancy. Mm-hmm. Fancy for Earth people, but, yeah. Uh, also has a, uh, linear machine gun. It is a linear rifle that is designed to do rapid fire, uh, is still... Powerless even against units with GN drive DAOs, let alone actual GN drives. Because I think the, the main thing this is de- I think this is deployed against the Jinx. Um, yes. Because uh, this is actually used by one of the uh, terrorists with Catheron. Uh, Catheron huh. being an anti. Uh, they are an anti. What is the faction? Why am I for A laws? Uh, faction that pops up in season two. There's some sort of anti-Earth Union group. Yeah. Uh, and so this fights against an advanced Jinx, and the advanced Jinx uh, can protect itself against the uh, linear machine gun. I guess to be fair, they're kind of more Karaba, but... Yeah. 
Um, so yeah, uh, this is this is a neat little machine though. Uh, an idea. It's not the best design, really, but no. Um, yeah, so it's basically like a little hover unit, so you can have the enact do like you know desert operations on the ground fast. All right. Uh, then we have the enact orbital package or orbit package, I should say. Uh, this is the enact. Uh, what like what is done for space use on the enact? Um, oh, actually, I was wrong. The right, the regular enact does have the spikes on the shoulders. It's just they're drawn a little fancier because, you know, side story unit. Um, I get no, they are a little longer on the uh, on the land striker package. Actually, that version of the I think enact. that's right. Yeah, looking yeah. at it, they are longer. Anyway, um, all right. So the enact space version. Um, uh. You get rid of the wings. Um, right? Like, the backpack, uh, you do change the thrusters on the backpack and the waist to be more vernier-like. You add these mm-hmm. little uh, thrusters onto the sides of the legs as well. Um, that's all you really do. Um, uh, the gun is different. Oh, yeah, Not- right. We'll talk about the weapons and equipment, because those yeah. are different on, on... But for the base design, you, you, you replace the... Uh, engines with uh wing or uh, sorry with verniers um oh also one little other thing is if you look at the chest it actually uh it does a color difference that is not normally on the enact right like the enact has like a little line go- i don't know i guess that is gray on the original it's just hard to tell because it's so shaded um yeah i was gonna say uh no it's it's just easier to tell on the blue one okay well anyway uh armaments that are different uh you have a defense rod uh it is shortened for easier control uh over like doing inertia breaking in space um sure makes sense yep uh the linear rifle uh is given a different barrel uh it doesn't have the sliding large carbon blade uh because it is uh sorry it's based on the enact custom uh uh that thing's rifle uh which has a blade attached to it whereas this doesn't have the blade um, yeah, we'll talk about that in a second. Yeah. Uh, it still has the sonic blade and still has rocket launchers mounted on the legs as opposed to missile launchers. Uh, I don't I don't know if the difference is that these are dumb-fired as opposed to missiles. I don't know. Well, the missiles are built into the legs, and these are like rocket pods on the sides. Oh. Okay. Um. Oh, those are all... Oh, those are what those are on the side of the legs. Sorry, I thought those were yeah. thrusters. Okay. Those are just rocket pods. Okay. Um... Yeah, and uh, it's in blue, and it's really funny because there's a Catheron version and the Earth Space Force uh, version, and it's very funny because they're both blue, it's just slightly different shades, uh, and one of them changes some of the gray to being, the the, the, the gray has a bit more blue in it also. Uh-huh. Just funny, it's just two different blue ones. Um, but yeah, so then uh, the next one would be the Enact. Sui, Sui, Sully? How do I pronounce? How do we pronounce this? Uh, I mean, sui- I don't suiudu. know. Suiudu, uh is the uh, katakana there. Uh, this is a royal guard version. It appears in season two. Um, it is in like one frame and not used in combat. Uh, all it is is an AU enact uh, that has the custom rifle from um, the uh, version we're going to talk about. Not even next. Damn. Uh, but it has that custom rifle again, um, and uh, it has a very fancy head antenna. 
Uh, the wings are folded down in the artwork, but it's not doing anything that the normal Enact can't already do there with the wings. Um, uh, I I punched in, so the, uh, this, this custom's name is named after a kingdom that is, you know, a fictional Middle Eastern kingdom. Mm. Um, it's also, they also... So I took it, um, at one point they provide the, um, the Arabic for it. And so I punched that into Google Translate. So take this with a grain of salt, but Google Translate thinks we should pronounce it Su'il. Su'il. Okay. Um, but yeah, the Su'il version here, uh, the main thing on it that is, uh, going on is that it has a decorative horn, uh, the horns on the side of the head are shaved down into, like, little pointy bits, and it has a big decorative golden horn on the top that is almost like an anchor, because it is a horn that then has two, you know, bits coming out of the side of it. Um, That's it, kind of it, fun. It's anchor-shaped, yeah. And it's gold. I should note it is specifically gold and shiny. Uh, you also have gold bits on the uh, waist armor, and also at the ends of the defense rod. Um, I think this is more just an ornamental you deploy this outside the palace and it is used uh it it can be used in combat you know but it is also meant to be like hey this is our cool royal guard hanging out here mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um anyway uh moving on from that we then have the AU enact commander type which is pretty similar to the demonstration type it is just you know it has the horn like the demo type uh yep. it's just that patrick uh i guess is not a commander so <laughs> it doesn't you know uh, yeah. I mean, listening to him is a bad idea. So. Yeah. Anyway, so commander version, no variants of this. Uh, it's just a you know, is the commander version. Uh. All right, and then we have Ali Al Sachez's uh AU Enact custom, which is fucking cool. Um. So. Uh, there are two versions of this. By default, it's blue. Then later, it turns red. Uh, the red version, we'll, we'll talk about in more detail with a specific thing. Uh, but so for the blue one, um, for the head, you have altered horns on the side of the head that have like a bit more going on at the ends of them. Like they kind of have the, like they kind of have like a little uh, how would I even describe it? Just they they're thick at the end, right? They're thicker at the end uh, than the mm-hmm. other horns. Um, yeah. And then the top horn, uh, is like two points, right? It's just like, it, it has like a little, instead of just being a solid piece, it's like got a little V cut into it. Yeah. I think the, the effect is like, it has something that looks more like sort of like a, uh, ornamental, like war helm kind of thing we got going on. Mm-hmm. Makes sense for all y'all sessions, honestly. Um, one of my favorite characters, I mean, he's the one I'm excited to see them talk about on, uh, the show. If only because he's goofy and kind of dumb, but I think he's fun. Sure, sure. Uh, That's fair. Uh, yeah, so uh, otherwise, a lot of the rest of the body of this is also the same as the NX, right? Uh, the main difference is it has a blade rifle. Uh, it is a linear rifle that has a carbon blade that can slide out of the barrel when necessary. Uh, it could be swung like a sword. Uh, it does have uh, extra grips at the rear of the rifle, so it can be held more like a sword as well. Uh, the barrel can it- itself adopt a scissor-like form by opening to the left and right. Um, is basically just done so that it doesn't have to, like, you know, pop the wrist blade out and throw its gun aside, right? It is. Mm-hmm. It is so that you can do both bladed combat and uh, ranged combat at the same time. Which, you know, I understand that impulse. Um, sure. And, hey, it's a 
way cooler looking rifle when it, you know, when it has the blade slide out, I think. Uh, the fact that it has the blade slide out makes it look a lot cooler than the default linear rifle, I think, overall. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's also an optional missile launcher that can be attached onto the underside of the barrel of the uh, blade rifle. Uh, it does have its own, uh, it has its own grip, so you can just pop it off and use it as its own weapon. Uh, it fires four missiles that are basically like micro-missile containers, because those open up to launch 14 smaller missiles each. Mm-hmm. Um, they, they don't do complex homing, but, I mean, you've got uh, fucking 14 times 4 uh, brain math. Uh, uh, what is that? 50, 56. Uh, 56 missiles. Um, so, you know... Uh, still and a lot of time, you know, it's like it's a very classic use for w- adding missiles to something, which is the like give someone something extra to think about. Yeah, yeah. Uh, does also have a uh, it does have a um larger sonic blade that is mounted to the inner left left elbow joint instead of being stored in the forearm. Um. So uh, it does have a blade if necessary, even though like. The rifle is made so you don't have to swap, but if the rifle were to be, say, damaged, you still have something you can pop out, just in case. Or if you need two. Yeah, or if you need two, if you want to do a wield, yeah. Um, yeah, uh, honestly, I think this is the coolest form of the Enact. Uh, I especially like the, uh, red version of this. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it looks good in the red. Um, yeah, and so then the thing to talk about is... Uh, there is a uh, uh, a little subunit we were we brought up earlier called the Agrissa. Um, there is two versions of this. We'll talk about the one that's in the anime first, just to make it easier. Uh, the Agrissa Type Thirteen. Uh, this is a unit that can dock with the Enact Custom here, uh, and it is essentially a large spider-like thing. Is how I would describe this. So, by mm-hmm. default, the legs are retracted, and what you have is what just looks like a craft, right? Like, it looks almost like a like a weird little, like, like a weird little thick, like, plane or something, right? Like, something like out of 0079, like the Fat Uncle or something, right? I don't uh-huh. know about that. It looks oh. like a mobile armor. It's it's too bulky. Too bulky, and I like, guess, there's, to be a there's plane. Nothing, yeah. There's nothing wing-like about it. It looks like it's going to be some sort of, like, aquatic like uh, yeah i guess an aquatic vehicle uh, i can see so um you know it's got the only real like like quote unquote face you would have on this is it does have like two little uh or it has like an eye sensor right like that's in the middle there um uh it's also got two little sub eye sensors like on either side as well that are like cut in and have their own little like bits sticking out uh not sticking out really they're in there but you know that you can see um, and then you have an intake on either side of the upper bit of this, and then what you have are six legs that are folded to go alongside the intake, so they, you know, they all kind of match, and it has this, like, little compacted form. Uh, what this does, though, is the legs can extend, right, and they are bug-like legs. They have, uh, an initial joint, uh, that is attached, you know, into the base here. And then a secondary joint, <clears throat> uh, which, you know, allows the leg to move there. And then a third joint, which then has the big armored leg at the end of it, right? And these armored legs are mostly armor, and they have little blades at the end. And then a fourth joint in the middle of the armored leg that doesn't seem like it's fully flexible, but it does have a little bit of movement. 
Okay. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, the, uh, little armor that is covering, like, the front of this, uh, unfolds and is, like, two little, like, sort of movable shields. Uh, looks like they also have blades at the end of them. I didn't notice that before. I guess it's kind of like, I, I, this only has six legs, but it does remind me of, like, Chalicera on a spider or something with how they, uh, like, the way they look when they're unfolded there. Um... And then uh, this has, like, a little uh, plasma cannon that is uh, now visible when it is open. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the mobile suit just sits on the top of this, right? It just It's uh, it's literally just stuck in the top. Um, it's a pair of very big pants. It's the wrong trousers. Uh, looks fucking cool, though. I like this thing a lot. Um, sadly, I never made a model it looks, of it. It looks silly. You can see it, like, um, in the gallery. You can see it flying with the legs, like, closed. I think in that form, it looks a little dopey. Oh yeah, but when but, it has the spider legs, yeah, when it has the when it has the legs, it looks very cool. Not to mention, uh, this does everyone's favorite. Uh, this is essentially an Adzam because it can emit a plasma field. Um, if it uh the the um if you look at the uh back of the leg, like the legs that you can see there, you see that little circular piece. Uh, that is a plasma field generator, and it has six of them, so it wraps these legs around the opponent. And can generate plasma and uh, do an electrical discharge. Uh, it harms the pilot. Uh, it, these it, it, this thing is essentially able to do the Adzam leader thing, and I love that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, which turns out to be fair for fighting the Gundams. Hey, what if you just kill the pilot on the inside? What if you just fry him? It's actually a good idea. I remember getting the impression from the show that this thing was like banned by a treaty or something, right? Because they're like, we don't we don't use this thing anymore, yeah. right? Yeah, I I definitely imagine this is a war crime machine, but, uh... Well, but reading the stuff about it, reading the description and history here, it's like, no, it wasn't a war crime, it just made them look bad. Oh, okay, so it wasn't, like, formally (laughs) banned, but it turns out when you have something designed to, like, directly kill the enemy pilot, like, in, by, by shocking them to death, that probably is not good PR, uh, while the A well the AU has has an edge in this technology over the other factions, it was deemed that further development of the buddy craft would not confer the block much prestige. That's okay. I I think that's fascinating. I like that actually. Um, the optics are bad the, of our microwave spider. <laughs> <laughs> the, our microwave spider doesn't make us look good. Um, yeah, it does have the plasma cannon that I mentioned in the middle. Uh, it, um, you can actually, so, if you grab the enemy by the legs, the tur- uh, the, I think the cannon's able to move a little, because it does mention, like, if an opponent is captured by the legs, it can also just fire this into them. Mm-hmm. Which is pretty cool. Um, and then, uh, has the melee claws. The claws have, uh, you know, the, the, the legs are sharpened at the end, uh, so we can use them as melee weapons. Um, on the sides of the legs, it also has linear reflectors, which are... Substances that induce magnetization to immobilize the enemy machine further. Sure. So basically, again, this thing is made to disable and kill your opponent in a very specific way, which, again, one of those things where my brain goes, well, you're killing your enemies in war anyway, but I can see why the optics on this would be like, hey, this is kind of fucked up, ain't it? Well, and also, I mean, if if you're, you know, part of the reason you put this thing on ice is you're like, I mean, this is reasonably effective, but like... This is a lot of work to kill one flag. And then they introduce Gundams, and you're like, oh, okay, we have the perfect thing, just right in the closet over here. Yep. Um, 
All right. Well, with that, we will have covered all the A, uh, the AU and Act variants. It has only been 51 minutes, and there's not very many Hellions, so let's just fucking go into uh, it. Weren't we going to talk about the other uh, Agrissa? Uh, well, the other Agrissa is attached to the Hellions, so that's why. Oh, fair enough. Oh, Fawn Spock. Yep, Fawn Spock's going to come back. <laughs> uh, so we'll talk about the animated one first. I know it's working backwards, but it, it's fine. It's fine. Don't worry about it. Uh, because we have the AU Hellion Perpetuum. Which is the last Hel- Hellion. I would not say this is Perpetuum, because it is, uh, the Enact uh, is ahead of it, but, you know, uh, whatever. You can call it that if you want. Uh, so, the AU Hellion Perpetuum. So, uh, what we have here is a simpler version of the Enact in a lot of ways. Uh, it does have, all, all the parts are different, we'll talk about that. So, the head is the AU Enact minus any horns or anything, right? It's just, like, the face and the simplest little... Bits of armor around the face that you can do. Um, cute, cute little head. It, it almost has turtle vibes because of both the head looking like this and then the torso uh, being kind of chunkier overall, right? Like the back of the torso uh, it pu- is so large, like for the backpack that it pops up like behind the head a bit. Uh, and then mm-hmm. the front torso, um, you've got a torso that the nose of the rifle, or so normally you would use the rifle, right, as the nose for the uh, enacts. Uh, this does not really; it, it kind of does that. The rifle still tucks in there, but uh, it also has like a nose cone built into the torso. So on either side of the torso, you have like a little intake, uh, and then you've got down the middle of the torso just this armor going down that is the nose cone. Uh, this can fold up along with the rest of the torso there. Um, the joint for the torso to the waist is, like, kind of the same as the enact from what I can see here. Um, then, uh, for the shoulders, you get these kind of strange shoulder designs. They're a bit more... They are, they are, like, classic Roman centurion. Yeah. They're, like, the thin, overlapping plates of, like, bands of metal. Yeah. Um, and they, they don't go as far out as the, uh, the enact, uh, shoulders. They're not as substantial. You know, it also, you know what also it gives me? What? Uh, re- like, 2016 remake Doom Guy. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it does have, like, these are very shoulder paddy shoulders overall, right? The, 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 the spoiler about at least the Perpetuum here, I haven't looked at the Hellions that much. This fucker's really charming. This is actually a pretty cute design. Uh-huh. Uh, the arms are the same as the Enact. Uh, for the waist, uh, you've got, like, a little, sort of, like, the the waist is almost like a weird little, like, boomerang-looking thing, like, in shape. Yeah. Yeah, um, just this U. It's just like, yeah, this, like, U-shape. Um, and then the back of the waist, you just have these two little blocks of armor. It doesn't even have, like, thrusters or anything here, or, like, uh, you know, the jet, like, the jet engines, like the normal uh, Enact. It just has, like, two little blocks there on the back. Mm-hmm. Um for the legs, uh, upper leg, uh, kind of similar to the Enact, wherein you have, like, you know, intakes built into the top of the leg, uh, for when it's transformed. Um, bulkier upper leg overall, though, uh, a very, like, again, uh, the knee pad, much like the shoulder, looks like an actual, like, knee pad, rather than, like, you know, the fancier, like, pointy knee. Uh, it's just, like, a little pad. Uh, it has, like, a little, uh, extended bit of armor in the middle of it. Um, and then the lower leg, uh, I believe the lower leg, let me double check. Yeah, it's pretty similar to the actual Anax lower leg. It looks a little chubbier, like chunkier, 
because uh, it's drawn in a more rounded fashion. It does have mm-hmm. like the little yellow part on the knee or below the knee, though it is a vertical rather than a horizontal line. Um, has these little like uh, cuts in the sides of the leg as well, like these little um, bit, uh, little bits bits cut into it on either side uh, vertically by the panel line. And then for the feet, uh, you get a single ankle armor piece uh, that is like sticking up out of the foot. Uh, that is separate, unlike the uh, Enact, which has just, like, you know, the it's all, like, part of the toe. Um, mm-hmm. And then you've got, like, the front toe attached into... It's still circular piece at the bottom. Uh, front toe, uh, which is just, like, a little foot. It has, you know, different color on the bottom. And then a heel. Uh, the heel here is a single piece instead of, like, the two-claw design. It's just, like, a single piece. And it has a little extension for helping it stand a little bit more stable. Like, it's got, like, a little... Um, extra piece in the middle of the heel there. That sticks I, out, like, I like very small. The ratio of torso to leg is actually like more normal than the enact, but the way that like the thighs have thickened up way more gives you the bayonetta impression with this guy. <laughs> yeah. Um. For the backpack, uh, I mentioned before it kind of sticks up past the head a bit. It's it's chunkier uh, in a lot of ways. But not chunkier in a way where it feels like it's more powerful. It's just chunkier. Um, so mm-hmm. uh, it does have the two little uh, jet engines attached to the bottom uh, of either side of um, of the backpack here. And then has little uh, wings sticking out of that. Uh, and yeah, uh, this is a fun little guy. I don't know. It, it is, like you said, this is just a much more charming design to me than the uh, than the Enact, honestly. Mm-hmm. Um between having the smaller head, the more turtle-like feeling it gives with, like, the way the torso is and stuff, having that spike on the torso, I think, actually is really cool. Um, it's funny, because, like, in like if you were talking about the individual elements, like, I would theoretically like the shoulders on the Enact more, or, like, the knees on the Enact. But this guy, just the way it comes together, he's just, like, I don't know, it's kind of cute. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. I, you know, the, the flight mode is exactly what you would expect. I like, I now just can't get out of my head the idea that all of these, <laughs> all these flight modes are just, like, dudes in pictures being like, I don't know what to do with my hands. <laughs> yeah. Uh, there are a couple of variants that, uh, I'll, I'll talk about just here quickly because they don't even have their own article pages and they're not that much different. There is the capture equipment type. Uh, oh, also the equipment on this is basically pretty close to the Anax. You have a, the, a defense rod, you have the 20mm machine gun, you have a linear rifle that fires 120mm caliber shells, uh, you have the missiles, and you have the sonic blade. Uh, the sonic mm-hmm. blade does not have the plasma sword function, however. It is only uh, the physical blade. Hmm. Um, so that's like the one other thing. Uh, so, there's the capture equipment. Uh, it is given a pair of electromagnetic shields, uh, which release substances to induce magne- uh, magnetization. These are used alongside, like, the Agrissa. These are basically all meant to just, you know... Or, 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 yeah, I think these are deployed, like, with the Agrissa, if I remember right. I can't remember, I though. Think, or is it I before think, the Agrissa? I think it's before the Agrissa. I think this is the initial effort, and the Agrissa follows up. Yeah. Um, The way these shields are attached is kind of cool. So if you look at the design, it does also change. No, actually, no. These are dealing with the Virtue while the Agrissa is dealing with the Exia. Oh, okay. Uh, so this actually does have some more design changes than you would expect. Funnily enough, they, it's weird to me that this doesn't get its own page. Um, so the backpack is uh, no longer has the jet engines. It now has little like hover units attached to the back of the waist. 
mm-hmm. uh, that have wings uh, that replace like the jets on the backpack. Um, and like I like the shape of these because they are pointing directly downward, which makes sense. And then you have in the sides of the waist like these little um, attachment points that have like a rod sticking out, and they have the shields attached. And then the shields are just these tall like tower shield like designs that you know basically are emit an electromagnetic field is what they're made to do. They're not actually the head shields. is different too. Uh, oh yeah, the head is different. Yeah, it's. So instead, of, it, it doesn't have the screen, right? It's just yeah. the camera, and then they have some armor around it. I actually really like the way that head looks. It looks pretty cool. And it's got, like, two little extra sub-cameras around the head. I wonder if they have to make the head chunkier, because if it's doing electromagnetic stuff, it probably, uh, mm-hmm. you want to upgrade that head. Um, yeah, so uh, the, the main thrusters are enlarged and pointing down. Uh, its mobility is still affected, and... Its flight capability is "quote unquote" merely a means of movement. It is not you do not deploy it in combat uh, in flight mode. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, the uh, shields are on the waist via movable joints. Uh, they do swing upward from mounting on the attachment points on top of the shoulders. Um, and then after the virtue was captured, uh, versions of these that didn't have the shields and just had like your normal equipment were deployed in order to uh, escort the virtue. Um, we don't really get a uh, transformed version of this, like in art there, but yeah, uh, you know, you can imagine it's not that much of a different. Uh, there's also mm-hmm. the Hellion bomber type, uh, which, which is, again is a significant change and should have its own page. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so what this does is, uh, this is all basically only like the bomber is only really used as its uh, flight mode. I mean, if you look at the changes, I don't think it could transform. Yeah, no. Uh, it has... So, you add a rear fuselage to the back of it, right? Like, the back of the waist mm-hmm. there. Um, with a stabilizer fin. Yeah, with a little stabilizer fin. Uh, the hands are removed entirely. Uh-huh. Uh, and are replaced by... I believe these are just, like... Are these just guns? <laughs> uh, one is a 60mm machine gun. The other is a rocket launcher. Okay. Um... And then you add like a bar that is going between the feet, right? And it feels yeah. like it would make the uh, feels like it's just for making the flight mode more stable. And then uh, the wings have like little uh, like uh, what look like real life, you know, like missile packages or bomb packages on them, right? Like where you have like the pod that actually has like you know the weapon stored inside of it. Mm-hmm. Um, it does say it is unknown whether these containers are fuel tanks or bombardment equipment. I would go with bombardment equipment just because. Uh, a rocket launcher and a machine gun are not enough for this to be a bomber, in my opinion. Yeah, I agree. I also point out so the that tail fin I think is very much inspired by some World War II twin engine designs. Mm-hmm. Um, oh wow, I we haven't DM'd each other anything this this episode. Um, here's the P thirty eight Lightning, for instance. Uh, little thing ooh, connecting. Yeah, the yeah, two. yeah. Right, duh. That's of course, clearly what they're doing. So yeah pretty cool it looks cool on this uh even though it can't turn into a mobile suit um i I think this is like a fun little way of doing the transformation thing uh there's also a reconnaissance type uh the recon type the main difference looks like is it has like a radome for a head um we only see it in the transform mode uh it it seems very similar to the original in shape we only see this in flight mode though so it's never something we see like in mobile suit mode um Basically, it has a radome on the head is the only difference. Uh, it's a cool-looking little radome, though. Um, mm-hmm. And then uh, there's the patrol type, which is another variant that uh, 
just replaces the entire upper torso with a radome. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It just doesn't have an upper torso anymore. Uh, it's kind of cool. Um, all right. Now, for variants that actually get their own page, there is a ground-type version of the Hellion here. Uh, the ground-type Hellion... Uh, Funnily, it's not what you would think, right? You would think the ground type would be, like, the recon type, right? Just because given the thruster design, but no. Uh, I would think type... it would be the heavy combat version. Um, Chunky boy. And it is. Yeah. Uh, so, the ground type, um, main difference is the head is a slightly different design. It has a bit more armor and almost looks like it's wearing a hat in terms of, like, the way the armor is extended on the head, right? Like, mm-hmm. it's got a little hat. Um... The uh, body armor has been extended downward because this doesn't have a flight mode. Uh, so uh, it doesn't need it to be a nose. It just makes it more armor. Uh, the shoulder armor is also increased in size. Uh, and otherwise, um, you add little bits of armor to the top of the thigh. That's it, really. Right? Like, you just have this yeah. little extra armor on the thigh. Um, otherwise, the legs and arms are the same. Uh, the backpack, I believe. Let me double check. Uh, yeah, the backpack is the same design. Um, and yeah, this wields a couple of different weapons. Uh, now, it does have uh, one additional thing added to it. Um, or two additional things added. Uh, there are triple rocket launchers on the legs there. Uh, they have little doors on them, but they pop open and they have three rockets. Uh, you can see those in the art. Uh, it does also mention there's a... Uh, there are 105mm cannons uh, mounted on the sides of the abdomen. Uh, I'm trying to see... Oh, you can, oh, you see, can them. see them very clearly. Yeah, yeah, okay. The colors of this machine uh, in the PMC colors makes it harder to tell, but when you switch to the Moralia colors, it's very easy. Yeah, so it's got two linear cannons just added to the sides of the torso. Looks cool, actually. I like that. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, and then... Uh, these things uh, get fucking wrecked, uh, but... Uh, but all, all the things get wrecked. This is pretty cool, mm-hmm. though. I actually think this is a pretty cool variant, just going, all right, what if we made it not fly, just heavily armored it, and added more weapons? Um, then... I also want to... Oh, there's a there's a thing from the the base, the Perpetuum's, uh, like, technology and combat characteristics bit that I meant to read. Oh, sorry, yeah. It slipped my mind. No, it just slipped my mind. It's my fault. Um, this is just an insane thing to say. Uh-huh. As there is no noticeable disadvantage to having a flight mode, this feature was inherited by the Hellion's successor, the Enact. Saying that it's just like, we threw in a flight mode because why not? Engineers around the world are tearing out their hair and gnashing their teeth. Yeah? <laughs> um, then uh, the other anyway. version here we have are the AU Hellion Orbit Package, which is just the space version of the Hellion. Um, so primary, Friend. yeah, this one's That's actually chappy. might be my favorite because I, lo- so the head, uh, also kind of like the reconnaissance type omits the screen though. This one has just like a bigger sensor in the middle and like these little, uh, four little sub sensors around that. Um, the, uh, other major change it would, uh, besides equipment would namely be, uh, the back of this, uh, instead of having the, you know, wings and everything, you have two thrusters that themselves have two thrusters sticking off of them, right? Like mm-hmm. two little movable thrusters with two more movable thrusters on the outside that are smaller. Um, so for a total of four thrusters. Uh, uh, the other difference is there is slightly different equipment. Uh, these, uh, 
use, um, we see some terrorists using a large missile container with this, which just has, it is a large, when I say large, it is a large equipment. It is bigger than the mobile suit. You can see like a hellion in the illustration there next to it. And it's just got they these are, huge missiles. They're just flying this huge briefcase full of missiles. It was meant to destroy an orbital elevator, so it kind of makes sense. Um, uh, one other little difference, actually, that is not noted here, uh, at least in the armaments, is uh, instead of having a defense rod, this has, like, a very small little shield just kind of attached to the arm. Mm-hmm, just a little bracer. Yeah. Or no, buckler, buckler, that's it's, the word. Yeah, I mean. buckler. Um, yeah, so there's that. All right, now moving backwards, we then have the AU Hellion Medium. Uh, this was not in the original show. This was in Double OP. Known pilots include Fawn Spock. He, he, he's yeah, here. Yeah, uh, here. So the Hellion Medium uh, is the precursor to the Perpetuum. Uh, main differences uh, being that... So the, uh, the head is... The head is like a... It's similar to the Perpetuum's head, but it has like a bit of a visor, kind of like like a like a hat visor above the camera, right? Like a little mm-hmm. extra helmet piece. Uh, the um, the torso uh, has more prominent uh, intakes, I would say, on either side, uh, and the nose cone has a you know bit of a different design going on there. Uh, it's a bit more rounded at the end, and it has, like, some little extra, like, detail, like, panel lighting details on it. Which, to be fair, this is a side story unit, so it's just going to inherently have more detail. Um, the shoulders are the same design, and the arms are the same design. Yes, yeah. Uh, the legs are similar, uh, though the, the legs themselves are a bit more rounded. Uh, the Hellion Perpetuum has a bit more of a shapeliness to the legs that kind of implies them, like, Having kind of like, uh, th- it has angles on them, right? Um, whereas this is just like circles, basically, for the thigh. Mm-hmm. Um, the, uh, same knee armor, though, uh, the lower leg, um, pretty much the same, though you have, like, a little bit of extra, um, like, panel lining going on around the, uh, like, knee area. Though, again, I think, it, actually comparing the art, that's just, it looks thicker because this is, you know, fancier art because it's not the sete for a show. Um, mm-hmm. Then, uh, the other main difference is the backpack, uh, has a little stabilizer fin, and it also has, like, a rear-mounted, like, engine in the middle of the backpack that is, like, very visible. Uh, and then the little sub, uh, wings are also circular instead of, like, the more square shape of the, uh, Hellion and the Enact. Uh, and then still has the same wings sticking off of it, though. So, yeah, just, like, a little rounder precursor. I like this guy. It's a little friend. Um, yeah, just a buddy. Uh, does also have, has a very cool weapon. Yeah, it has a uh, uses mostly the same equipment as the Enact, but or uh, the uh, Hellion, but it also has a three sixty millimeter rocket launcher. Uh, linear, linear rocket, rocket launcher. launcher. It's yeah. a rocket launcher railgun. That's sick. Mm-hmm. And it's a cool. It's a cool design. It's a yeah, yeah, just cool little bazooka. You see, you'll see it if you go to the page. Um, you know, it does have a flight mode. Transforms the same way though. Nothing really of note there. Um, mm-hmm. And then this itself is the successor to the Hellion well, Initiative. Well, well, oh. well. What? Agrissa. Oh, right. Agrissa Type 7, right. I forgot that has the AU Hellion Medium in it. All right. So the Agrissa Type 7. Uh, you have the Agrissa here. Uh, and it only has, I believe it only has four legs, uh, right? And then it yeah. has like two 
it has scythe four, hands. Yeah, it has like four legs, but then it has like two extra little uh, arms though that you can see that like are tucked between the legs there, and they are yeah little scythe hands. Um, this has uh so yeah the uh the hellion uh medium docks into this uh you know this looks like a it, it's funny because it does just look like a more like simple version of the agrissa in a lot of ways like the mm-hmm. uh the way the uh plasma cannon hangs down looks a little bit more rudimentary um it only has the four legs instead of the six and these legs don't have claws at the end they just have little foot pads uh, and then it has the two little scythe arms little zacrello hands yeah yeah uh, it's a fun little friend. I like this guy. The other thing that's I, really cool with this... Oh, sorry. I, I love with the, with the little folding down, like, panels that, like, I assume cover up some of these parts that fold up when it's, you know, whatever. Combining that with, like, the cannon and the little eye and the little verniers, it just has a little face there. It's got a little crab face. Yeah, yeah, it's. It, I love this thing. I love. I love both Agrissas a lot. This is great. Uh, I, the other thing that uh, it really rules on this version of the Agrissa IMO is uh, the Hellion has a linear cannon uh, that is attached to the Agrissa. There um, is attached to the back of the Agrissa, but then like you know can fold forward. It's just like a huge version of like the linear gun, and I think this looks really cool. It's great. Um. Uh, actually, does the Agrissa, I forget, does the Agrissa type 13? No, he just uses the normal rifle, okay, he doesn't have a special. No, he doesn't, he doesn't get anything special, no. Yeah. Uh, this is a cool, this is a cool friend. Uh, I, I don't know if I like this or the normal Agrissa a bit more. Uh, they're both cool. Like, I like the claw legs a lot on the normal Agrissa, uh, the type 13. But, this does have a charm to it between the, uh, weird camo and, like, the cannon and the scythe arms. You know? I think the 13 is, like, cooler, and the 7 is cuter. That's fair. Alright, now we can go to the uh, last one to talk about, which would be the AU Hellion Initium. Uh, Initium. This is uh, this is an interesting unit, because it actually does cameo, apparently, in the TV show at some point. In uh, huh. Season 2, Episode 6, it has, like, a... Only its wreckage is seen. Um, I think... Did Double OP? Oh no, okay. I didn't know if Double OP was running alongside the show, uh. So I don't remember if we uh like if this was like you know hey th- there was this unit in this little side story we'll just put it in a wreckage here or what, but yeah, um. So this is the precursor to the Enact and the Hellion as we know them. Uh, they clearly knew it was gonna be um a, a precursor though because they named it the Initium. <laughs> Um, well, they didn't. Oh, they didn't. Was it only called that that's later? A, that's a retroactive name. Oh, yeah. okay. What about the Hellion Medium? Was that just called the Hellion Medium when it came? The, the so they were the Hellion ninety two type, the Hel- Hellion double O type, and the Hellion O five type. Oh, probably because of the years. Okay, mm-hmm. and then they mm-hmm. gave them different names when they were like, "Oh, these are." Oh, I guess especially once you have the Enact in production, they're like, "Well, we're not going to produce like." new a new advanced version of the hellion so this this being the final hellion is the perpetuum version okay that makes sense actually uh that's a cute detail i actually like that all right so uh the initium here uh the head um even more of a helmet look because it has a little spike on the top middle of the head right like a little like mm-hmm. helmet uh and also a, a flatter wider visor too yeah it also has like almost like a gas mask appearance because it's got these little gray parts on either side of the face. Yeah, it has Leo little sensors. 
mm-hmm. which actually looked really cool. Um, the center torso of this one uh, is even more like... It's funny because it's less aerodynamic feeling, right? Because of, like the nose cone design here, it has like I guess it has like the little those are just little wings sticking out of the side, so I guess it doesn't interfere that much. No, those little those aren't wings. That's the that's the waist. No, no, I, I'm not talking about oh, the, the little, oh, the, the little tiny ones. little wings. Yeah, it gotcha. has little okay. ones. I guess that wouldn't interfere that much, is what I mean. No, I don't um, think so. Big. It has even more. Stuff. Yeah, the intakes are basically like. In all the other forms, they've tended to, like, kind of blend with the chest. These are very, like, clearly separated intakes. Um, and then, yeah, the, uh, shoulders, uh, now these are, like, the most simple shoulder armor of all, right? It's almost just, like, you have armor wrapped around the joint, uh, is what this is, you know? Uh, the upper arm and the lower arm are pretty much the same as the later ones. It looks like the, uh, arms are a little bit more rounded and... Not as much, like, little detail on them, but, you know, same overall shape. Uh, the upper thighs, uh, the waist is the same waist unit, right? It's got that boomerang waist. Uh, the thighs are circular, and unlike the later ones, you actually have, like, it's funny, right? Because I just like when you have this detail of, like, the panel line with, like, the little bolts. But I think the implication is because you can see the seam lines and these, like, little... Uh, like screws and whatnot it's supposed to be that this is even less advanced even though ironically the more detail just makes it look cooler to me yeah um uh big uh intakes on the upper thigh though too where you've got like the white uh at the top of the thigh um knee armor that is like held on via a little like there's like you can see how it's attached to the upper leg and it's got like a little uh thing it can like move on um the lower leg is let me see Okay, yeah, it's pretty much the same lower leg, though. It's just the knee that is different, and the foot is the same. Um, maybe uh, the armor on the foot is a little less tall, I guess, like the little armor sticking out of the top of the foot there on the top of the front uh, toes area. Um, and then the backpack, it still has the little stabilizer fin and the little thruster in the middle. Um, similar design, though, for the backpack and whatnot. Uh, main weird thing is the, I didn't notice that the rear skirt and specifically the little rear, uh, blocks, instead of being blocks are now like, uh, little, uh, how to describe them. It's like a oval you cut in half on either side. Um, Uh, yeah, I feel you. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so neat little shape. Uh, I like this guy. Uh, it has a very like weird looking gun. It is a 180 millimeter by 50 caliber, uh, smooth bore gun. Uh, which is to say, uh, it is not rifled. Um, uh, probably which is be- a weird thing to do. I wonder if it's because of the size of the ammo, maybe? I don't know. Um, I guess. Uses liquefied gunpowder to fire physical projectiles. It has an extendable stock and a movable top grip. Um, it's, uh, you, know who, you know who designed it? Designed who? this unit? Who? Ian. Oh. This is oh. how Ian gets recruited. Is they're like, hey, they they fight these with the uh, with the Estrella, and they're like, hey, good work, that was cool. You work for Celestial Being now. I was gonna say, uh, less scouting and more. Hey, you uh, you're gonna join us, right? And I guess like when the super advanced space tech guys go, you're gonna join us. You probably don't have much of a choice though. Ian doesn't really seem to mind. He just likes making his machines. So yeah, yeah, works out for him. Um. Yeah, uh, and then, you know, the flight mode is pretty much the same. Uh, oh, also, the defense rod on this is very much simpler. It's such a small little thing. 
I like it though. It's like it's a really cute. It's the most rod of it. It's yeah, so it's, cute. It, this one is truly just like a rod. It's just got like a little like, baton. Has, yeah, a little parade baton just bolted to its arm. It's yep. cute. It does have a sonic blade as well. Um, it is unclear where it is stored. I would assume in the arm, like the others, but you know. Uh, yeah. So Helium, uh, that's the Hellions and the NX. That is all of the uh, Advanced European Union's like main mobile suit force of like season one and like stuff that is developed on their own. Mm-hmm. All in one episode. So yeah. Um, so that would be all uh, for now. That would be all. Uh, six. Uh, Hi. Any questions or anything? Or just do we want to go to plugs or what? What do we want? Yeah, I mean, there's there's nothing too special uh, going on this week. Uh, obviously, questions, comments, listen requests, you can send all of those to 6detmar, S-I-X-D-E-T-T-M-A-R, on Twitter or on co-host. Um, over at MAHQ, we're getting some more line-up upgrades, this time for Galliant. So, oh, yeah, uh, yeah, right. Uh, sorry, I just remembered that Chris messaged about... Uh, a, uh, the, a, a Galliant book has finally been uploaded with good art, and we're like, yeah! Because, <laughs> uh... Yeah, it looks pretty cool. Yeah. I, I like Okawara and Izabuchi, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Uh, but yeah, besides besides Twitter and co-host, you can find me work at scanlinemedia.com or patreon.com slash scanlinemedia. Dylan, what about you? Uh, you can find me at lowpolyrobot on Twitter, at lowpolyrobot on co-host, at lowpolyrobot on Blue Sky. um... I've honestly, um, I've probably, I haven't been like using it super actively more, but I actually have been more active on co-host lately just because of all the alternatives, it is the place that has the most people I know and care about. <laughs> so, you know, yeah. um, still prob- probably primarily using Twitter, Blue Sky and Dead Last of our current race to see, uh, you know, which thing are people going to stick on? Probably Twitter and less, you know, they do more stuff to self-destruct. Again, dying the slowest death in the universe. Um, uh, you know, my, my, my new favorite Twitter thing is and now you can't look at likes and uh, quote tweets or retweets uh, as easily. You have to, like, click the three dots and go to view post engagements to see all of the little tabs for that. Stupid. Yeah. Only on a uh, web, but unfortunately, unlike most people, I primarily use web. Because I am on my computer all day. <laughs> Whether it's for work or play, I am on my computer. Um, yeah. Alright, well, with that said... Well, folks, yeah. Um, uh, as far as a quote, we're just going with a double-O thing I stumbled on that isn't really relevant, right? Mm-hmm. So there's a machine called the Neo Head. It doesn't have a head. And uh, in in when it is debuted... They're like, hey, here's our new machine, and there are two pilots who are considering piloting it. And the first one's like, oh, great, thank you, this looks really cool. And the other one says, quote, I think it's impossible that it doesn't have a damned head. And then our engineer, who I'm just going to call Rigatoni Meadows, says, a head is nothing but a decoration. That's very funny. Um, I even have one. I'm special! I've done 2,000 mock battles! Sure. You know, that's probably what I should have gone with. I was I was surprised you didn't go for a Patrick one. Anyway. Tysa! <laughs> uh, peace. Peace.